Yo, yo. Yo, yo. It's another one and another one. It's another one and another one. It's another... What episode is it? Six? Don't speak Spanish. (laughs) It's six? It's six. Okay, cool. Episode six, we are here. Um, For those watching us, viewing us visually, you know we like to tell y'all. Y'all know how to give it up. Please like, subscribe, share, comment below. Um, in the comments, engage with us in this yeah. conversation. Um, and be sure to hit that notification bizzle. You know what I'm saying? So you know that when we post something, you'll get that alert. All right. If you are listening on podcast streaming platforms, please like, please follow, please download. It helps us out a ton. We love you in advance. Well, we love you <laughs> now, but we thank you in advance. We love you in advance. Yeah, what yeah, we talking yeah. about today, though? Ah. Got another good one for y'all. Talk to me. Today, we are scoffing about identity. Identity. Specifically, raising our black babies. Yeah. Our beautiful, it's, melanated it's girls. Beautiful, melanated. It's tough to raise black black children yeah. in, in this culture. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Alright, so I'm proud of my children. And I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna start off with that. So there was this, you know, we like to start off with our anecdotes. Let me tell you, let me share a quick story. Listen up, I got a story to tell. <laughs> let me let me share a quick story with y'all. So in February, right? So just to be clear, we we moved like maybe close to a year ago, right? For the most part, our neighborhood is Fairly dominated by white people. Okay, very milky. That's the demographic. The demographic yeah. here, right? Not to say we're the only black people, but it's for the most part white people. So at my daughter's school, her elementary school, she's actually the only black child in her class, like the only one. Now there's, you know, there's some other like people of color in terms of um, AAPI community. Um, or some of Middle Eastern descent. Mm-hmm. She's the only like African American yeah. child in her class, right? Just setting up, right? And preface with that. So in February, um, our teacher's really excited and she's going through all the all the things that are taking place in February. She's like, It's Abraham Lincoln's birthday and we're celebrating President's Day and President's Week. We have time off. Oh, we're also going to make Valentine's Day cards, uh-huh. right? So she's going through the the litany of, of days that take place in February, mm-hmm. the holidays, all of that, right? So my daughter, now it's virtual, so we're home with no prompting from me or my wife or Amanda, my wife, like you're not here, me or Amanda. My six-year-old just raises her hand, right? So her teacher goes, go ahead, you know, you can speak. And she's like, did you also know that February is Black History Month? (laughs) I was like, you go, girl. I was standing behind (laughs) her computer, like, not with a teacher. You see me, like, on the other side, like this side. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Like, yo, I got mad hype. I'm not even going to hold you because it was like, I was so proud of her, like, bravery, mm-hmm. right? But then it hit me also that we're living in a day and in an age where people of color, black people in particular, 
it, man, we're constantly having to remind people of our value. We're constantly having to like do things to reaffirm each other because society doesn't do it the way they do other demographics and people groups. You know what I'm saying? And that led us to this episode, Uh, even though it happened months ago, it was something that stood on my heart. And like to talk through just the challenges and the privileges Mm -hmm. of raising black children in this generation um, and and affirming Mm -hmm. their identity. Yeah. Um, And not just their value, but just their presence. Because, um, like you said, with Yanaya being the only black child in her class, whether, you know, even if she wasn't, you know, um, a student in that class, I think that with or without her uh, being a part of that community, it should still be taught. It Mm. should still be part of the curriculum. Mm. So it shouldn't, you know, even though it wasn't, you know, planned (laughs) into, you know, their February curriculum, um, it's still, you know, it still should be talked about because it's just important. Like, why are we not like highlighting? I'm totally, I'm still baffled. Like totally. What do you, what do you mean? Leala, not, there's nothing, not even like a day set aside to, and I mean like they did little things during social studies and they talked about like Martin Luther King. Of course. And this, the the typical, you know what I mean? And it's not to undermine, um, you know, the contributions that he made um, to our, you know, to our, our group and our, you know, to the African American community and to our country like as a whole, but can we can we do a little bit more? Like, can we teach a little bit more? Can we dig a little bit deeper? Well, her um, teacher's response was because you know I was standing out here when it happened. Mm-hmm. Her teacher's response was, "Yes, it is Black History Month, you know, but yeah, she That's said she covered we it. need to honor the accomplishments of Black people every day because they made contributions every day. That was her. So that was her retort to why she didn't highlight. So before I get angry, we're gonna we're gonna pivot, right? Into our first point. Yeah. Uh, talk about it. It is like I'm trying to find a right right word. It is just yeah, it it's paramount that we educate our black babies about the things that they're not learning in school. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm. it's not like this specific incident um, ignited something in this where it's like, no, we're not. We're going to teach you about everything. You're going to watch Roots. And, I mean, she's sick. She's not watching Roots. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to learn everything about everything black now. Um, you know, we were already doing things in our home in our home to teach Yanea and Zara about um, their identity as, um, as little black, you know, black girls and... and mm-hmm. Just affirming their brown skin and uh, making them feel confident, comfortable and confident in who they are. Um, so, for instance, one thing that that we, we've done recently is I was reading Ruby Bridges, you know, a little a children's book about Ruby Bridges with mm-hmm. Zara. Um, and something like that is important, not only because it teaches them about uh, history, but also because... It's something that they can connect to because Ruby yeah. Bridges was only six when she integrated, um, you Yo. know, her her elementary school. Uh, what? I promise you, I thought Ruby Bridges, and I'm a well learned person. Mm-hmm. I thought she was older than that. Nah, bro. I thought she was like 13, 14. She was six years old. 
That's Yaya's um, age. Yeah. I can't imagine her walking <laughs> through the streets and being called the N-word or getting tomatoes thrown at Insane. her and vegetables. And, and her entire class leaving her or, you wow. know, parents taking six? all of her class. Yeah, she was six years old Dang. when she integrated her all-white school. Oof. So um, It's heavy. It is. It just gives them something to connect to to let them know that, um, you know, <laughs> at, even at such a young age, they can have, you know, they can do something powerful. They can do something important, um, something substantial that will, um, you know, just reaffirm who they are and something mm-hmm. that will uplift the community. You know what yeah. I mean? I think, I think like, honestly, it, it's so crazy that, like, things in America, America can be so racist at times. And it's tough to deal with because we know that the country has a lot of promise and potential. Mm-hmm. But America can be so racist at times that they'd rather not teach about black Americans <laughs> yeah. who contributed to make our country a better space. It's insane. They'd rather not teach it in order to Perpetuate, uphold yeah. <laughs> The, the the image of a lot of white heroes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, of course, there are white people who make contributions, but th- that's what's preached to us all the time. Yeah. But the, the some of the most like monumental things that we know about this country, or, I mean, that we see in this country mm-hmm. from the layout and the blueprint of, 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 of Washington, D.C. Yeah. And, and, and the White House and the Capitol and stuff like that being engineered and, and architected by a black man. And I don't know if architected is word, but it might be, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Um, but by a black man and, and, and I, I could go down the list. I'm not yeah. even going to go down that rabbit hole of how many different things we see or we benefit from mm-hmm. that bl- black people had a hand in. Yeah. Like animated stuff on our phone, the GIF or the GIF, I don't know how y'all pronounce it, but the Jiffy, the Giffy, whatever you, you know, these little videos, that that short animation, th- th- there was a black woman that contributed to that. Yeah, like you know what she I mean? created the technology behind yeah, it. Yeah, she created the technology behind that. So I, I could go on the list. I'm not going to keep doing that. But what I guess what I'm saying is it hurts to know that like, that like we're American. Yeah. Like we're, we're just as much Part mm-hmm. of this country. I was born here. Mm-hmm. I wasn't born somewhere else, right? So, the fact that we even have to provide some supplemental education yeah. to our children is actually concerning. Mm. When you look at the <laughs> magnitude yeah. of the contributions of blackness and black people in this country, but we gonna do what we gotta do, right? So we do it. Like I know one thing that we big on is like representation in their toys mm-hmm. right like listen we we you could call it you know demanding or, or bossy but we like no maybe the, the brown doll or the black girl you like that that's what you're getting you yeah. know what i mean zara loves to do hair she's only four but she loves to do hair like she learns really fast she watches videos she knows how to twist and you know make parts all this other stuff four years old she has a mannequin. That mannequin is a blackety black, about as black as the microphone that's in front of my face. She's black. She's black, black. And Zara makes her look beautiful, yeah. right? But she she has to associate being able to make someone look, quote unquote, beautiful mm-hmm. with also having darker skin. Yeah. And I think that that's an important lesson that yeah. she's learning when she's working on the hair of this really dark skin, melanated um, mannequin, right? Yeah. 
the artwork, the artwork around the house, right? Like we're very intentional. Yeah. Like Mandy and I actually, you know, we 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 don't just pick out stuff that looks nice at mm-hmm. home goods or Target and stuff like that. Like we actually are very intentional about the artwork. Those Absolutely. who are watching visually, the pictures you see behind us, that's Ron Bass, a black man. That's Cesar, a, a, another young black man. He lives in Africa, but he's a great artist, dope artist. So some of these artworks you see, and guess what? The girls ask us questions. Mm-hmm. Right. They look at the details of the art and mm-hmm. OK, I see a black boy on that art. OK, I see him standing on, you know, standing in front of books and, and mm-hmm. you know, those, those messages. Shout out to my boy, Ron Bass. That's the bro. But like um, and the painting of Ruby Bridges, painting of Ruby Bridges. Yeah. And, you know, we got we got art throughout the house that yeah. has representation mm-hmm. of our people. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and that's important for them to just see the yeah. image heralded. Yeah. To normalize it so they don't feel like it's, you know, their identity needs to be separated or right. like marginalized in some way. Like, no, this is who you are. We're going to make it normal for you. You're going to see it. You're going to, you know, become used to it so that, yeah. you know, you don't feel like it's it's just a separate entity from <laughs> from life. Yeah. Like, you know, a, feeling connected to, to things and identifying in, in things around you shouldn't feel like a treasure hunt or something like you they should be able to find it in in their everyday lives and be able to connect to things and um you know what i mean like it shouldn't right. it shouldn't be but hard a hard thing I, to do i honestly i i go even deeper than that that's why you chose the word i chose it's more than normalized to me though mm-hmm. and i'm not like trying to make this contentious but like it's more than normalized it's heralded right like if if it's on the wall mommy and daddy must revere it right mm-hmm. like there's it's almost like we, we give like value to it by putting it on the wall. When they watch me, you know, nailing and hanging mm-hmm. and measuring, like it means okay, they taking they taking time. Or well, even the article, we we invested in the article, y'all. Like a um, like maybe a few months ago, maybe sometime last year, um, from the from an original copy of a um, Black Panther newspaper. You know what I'm saying? It's framed. It's it's, it's in a really like really like sensitive case and everything like that. They saw the protection that we mm-hmm. was like, because it was a, it's a very old newspaper. It's yeah. an original copy. It's very sensitive. Mm-hmm. We bought it at a black art store. Yeah. It's valuable. And they can see that. Like, oh, who's that man yeah, on there? You right. know what I mean? Um, um, oh, that's Fred Hampton, baby. Oh, that's, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, you know, other Black Panther Party members. But, like, they see, like, yeah. oh, okay. This this has, it's not just, like, normal, but yeah. it's it it has value to it. It's it's of it's of importance. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what um that's what I wanna push in front of them, you know what I'm saying? Um, that they see. Yeah. Th- themselves or people that look like them appreciate it. Yeah. Uh and like not only that, I mean I know we're we're talking about representation a lot of like materialistic things and and what they see and touch and and are used to um and also like in the books that but in the books that they read Mm. um you Mm. know reading stories that are not just about about, uh the slave you know (laughs) black people being slaves but uplifting stories like soul we by lupita nyango and um jabari jumps about a little black boy bravely jumping into a pool i forget the author's name um one of our friends from high school nala lee 
she, you know, she has two books out, the Zion and Zara stories about two kids getting ready to enter into into summer and mm. fresh about a little black boy wanting to get a haircut so he could look, you know, look clean and hang out with his friends. Yeah. Um, so just it needs to be a part of literally, you know, the representation and the reflection of who they are um, in these positive lights. It just needs to be a part of literally find ways to, for them to just see it everywhere they go. So they're mm. going to see it on the walls. They're going to see it when they're playing. It just plants these seeds inside of them. You know what I mean? They're going to read about it in the stories. And, you know, they have their books also about, like, MLK and the Underground Railroad. And, you know, they know some of the darker parts of our history. Mm. I mean, they ask those tough questions sometimes. Well, why Why were, you know, black people slaves? And that's not nice. But why, why were the white people mean to Ruby Bridges? Why did the cops do this? You know? They mm-hmm. ask those tough questions and we don't shy away from those conversations. You know, we give them responses that are age appropriate in a way that is digestible for them so that right. they can understand it. And they don't think that the world is just this, you know, ugly place. Mm-hmm. But they also see um, see it in a different light where it's like, oh, I can I can have dark skin like Solwi and, and feel pretty and be beautiful and be empowered or Black people can swim, you know what I mean? <laughs> Jabari yeah. jumps when they see this little black boy jumping into the pool off of the the springboard. Oh, black people swim, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just breaks, um, it shatters certain stereotypes, and it, it just really empowers them to go into the world, you know yeah. what I mean? So that they they know that, you know, we, we may have had an ugly past, and we are still fighting through some some really ugly messy things even now but that's not it you know what i mean yeah, there is still there's so like much that. beauty in addition to that like it's tough but don't don't let like the racism of of this country and the racism around mm. us don't be swallowed by that still mm. find a way to like you know what i mean let your identity like really push through and shine through and be proud of it in spite of like just the chaos around us you know what i mean for sure, for sure. And I think, like, that's that's a good segue, like, because something that I care deeply about is, like, the, <laughs> like, I could get a little bossy sometimes with, like, the media they consume or the <laughs> movies they consume. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't do it in a way where, like, it takes away their genuine love for, for certain, you know, films and, yeah. and TV shows and stuff like that. But, like, I make sure that, like, if they watching, they watching, you know, the old school stuff, you know, Cinderella or Snow White, like I, but there's also this version where it got Whitney Houston and Brandy. <laughs> yeah. So y'all gonna watch this too, you know what I mean? Like, because what happens in yeah. those movies is people think it's, it's unintentional, it's just like innocent, but it's like every time you see a white princess getting the, the, the reward of this charming prince. Uh-huh. Right. And the, and they're white. Right. And it ends with all this fantasy and all this magic and all these sparkles and all this like really like a uh, 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 queen like regalia that she's wearing and things like that. Yeah. It, it, it sends the message that there's some like royalty connected to somebody that looks like this. Mm, yeah. So you have to also balance that message with, oh, there's royalty for people that look like. Coco, or people that look like Moana, or people that look like uh, what's the other um, is it Princess Tiana? Yeah, Princess Tiana. You know what I mean. So you have to. I, I kind of like make sure, like, all right, what they watching? Moesha. They all watch right, Sister cool. yeah, Sister. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they gotta <laughs> see, they gotta see themselves um, 
celebrated. Yeah. And they got to see themselves getting the reward at the end of the movie. Like, okay, this movie ends happy. Yeah. But it ends happy for a black girl. Right, right. Or it ends happy, it ends happy for this brown boy. Yeah. Or brown. So, like, it, 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 it doesn't just send the message that, like, oh, we watch movies that, you know, where these white princesses are getting this French charming and whatnot. But it also has, like, messages of these black women, black boys, black girls mm-hmm. also getting a similar uh, 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 reward yeah. and fantasy at yeah. the end. It, it, it then becomes more real, realistic yeah. that the goal of what America is trying to head towards is possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, I just wanted to say that because I feel like I'm like super big and I'm a little bit of a stickler for it. You are too. I'm not like, it's not a me thing. I think we are. It's like, hold up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, then you watch two. It was, you watch one movie with a white princess. Oh, you about to watch another one? No, 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 no. Let's switch it up. Switch it up, you up got, a little bit. Gotta, right, okay. Let me show y'all. Let me yeah, show y'all. Yeah, well, let me show you that there's some good looking princesses <laughs> that look like you. Okay. Like, so I, I love it. Yo, curated. I'm going to just say this real quick. Um, before you go to the next point, I think you you, you want to jump in, but curators out there, whether you're an author, whether you are uh, um, a movie um, script writer, playwright, mm-hmm. director, um, please continue to do the work to curate content yeah. that people that look like you can trust. Absolutely. We we never. We don't want to risk being misrepresented, yeah. right? And and sometimes that's a fear when we when we look at Hollywood, when we look at TV, when we look at movies, when we look at Netflix, all this media that we consume, we fear sometimes that somebody that's curating it might not be able to tell our story the right way. Yeah. So for all of the black directors, creatives, and writers and authors, I know it's harder for you out there, <laughs> but please continue to stay in the fight. Yeah. And do the work. My black babies are reading your stuff. Yeah. My black babies are watching your stuff. And they are they they are trusting that there's someone that looks like them yeah. that can curate their story in a way that's engaging, entertaining, and educational mm-hmm. for them and for people that don't look like them mm-hmm. so that they can know what goes on yeah. in our lives. So I, I just wanted to send that message to like don't stop. Please keep fighting. Yeah. Fight through the stigmas of Hollywood. Fight through the ceilings that you, you you're that's put over you. Fight through the boxes and restrictions that that's put around you. Please continue to create content, curate content that my children can consume with identity that they can connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've had centuries of whitewashed yeah. movies for our children to consume in cartoons. So it's time for us to. Yeah, man, and I That's promise you that, yeah. like, as they get older, and they, you know, what what they watch becomes a little more mature and a little more uh, real and raw. We don't mm. we don't need another Django. <laughs> we don't need another Twelve Years a Slave. We don't need another Roots. And again, not to take away because those movies are all Must amazing. Say, you just named them. Nah, they. <laughs> you just named some great ones. But I don't mean. I, feel, I don't I, mean like we don't I, need another slave movie. I feel you. I feel you. And just to reiterate that you know reiterate everything that you said, like not to take away from those movies because they're like you said amazing mm-hmm. movies, but we just don't need to see. Like, let's change the narrative. Yeah. Like we know. Put, put us in the we tech know space. We were, yeah. Put us <laughs> in real estate. Put us in. Let's law, just do put something else. Silicon Valley, because we are there. Enough of it already. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
But I also wanted to address the fact that um, as a black woman myself and then raising uh, black girls in this world, it's important it's important that we continue to push through, like you said, and continue to fight and continue to find the resources that we can give to them um, so that they can, you know, be empowered. Because as they continue to grow up, they're going to they're going to like learn reality for themselves and mm. they're going to they're going to run into some difficult situations where they realize that as black girls and as they grow into black women, that they're doubly marginalized. Mm. You know what I mean? Because society already you know undervalues black people and then even further they undervalue black women Mm. so it it is important that we start as early as possible with giving them both sides of the spectrum like yeah this is this is our ugly truth but guess what it you know you don't have to sit you don't have to sit in it you don't have to make your bed there you can you know you can you can be empowered. You can break the narrative. You can break the stereotypes. You can, mm. you know, you can be, <laughs> well, like Nas said, I, I know I can, you know, mm. be whatever I want to be. Um, so it's just important that they're empowered even from this young age to just break and shatter, just shatter all of those walls and all of those, all of these boxes mm. that, that, you know, society wants to confine us to, but that we know that we're not going to allow that to happen. Right. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. I wholeheartedly agree. And I didn't even think about the idea of that like double like double edged marginalization. Women are a minority. Yeah. Black people are minority. Mm-hmm. They are black women to be, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's um Yeah. It's definitely double tough and, and, and I'm glad that um I'm glad they got a mom like you, you know what I mean, that's thinking about that. Thank you. Um and, and, and keeping that on the forefront of your of yeah. your mind as we as we raise them, we have they're to. blessed. They are blessed. I, I I know that like for me personally as a man, um, mm. having watched um, recent events over the last year and a half, one thing I haven't shied away from is like the conversations about my emotions. Mm, that's true about what's been going on. Like they've seen me visibly upset about. Yeah. Um, the death of Ahmaud Arbery mm-hmm. in 2020. They've seen me visibly upset about the death of George Floyd. They've seen me visibly they upset have. about Breonna Taylor. They've seen Daddy go out to march. They've yeah. seen Daddy perform at in front of hundreds of people at a march. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They've seen me rally and gather troops together to hit the streets, to go to Washington. They've watched footage of me on D.C., you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that to toot my horn. I'm saying that to say it's hard to raise a black child in this nation and ignore (laughs) the questions they're going to ask. Why did that upset daddy so much? So now they're not just seeing that, but now they got to watch me. Not watch me. We have to engage in conversation that unpacks the truth and the layers Mm -hmm. about recent events. And about the, the the lingering history that that leads up to these recent events, right? So so why is Daddy so upset? Because a char- a, an officer was charged for a bullet that went into a wall <laughs> over the bullet that mm. went the bullets that went into a black woman. The charge was for the wall Jesus. and that recklessness, and not the body yeah. and that recklessness. Yeah. Like they, they are things that like. I have to express to them, mm-hmm. you got to understand why this bothers me, right. and this is why, right? Because it's but, not, I'm sorry, not yeah, to no, interrupt, okay. but it's not like an isolated incident where it's like, 
daddy's anger or mommy's frustration nah, is like extreme because it's the like trace, the history yeah like it's not like it. oh one black person you know who was was murdered by police like no it right. keeps happening and this is why our emotions are so intense and so deep rooted it, it, it's it's not an isolated incident. Absolutely. It's it, it has a long history, and we need to, um, like you said, engage in those conversations and and make them aware of reality. Essentially, yeah, and and, and that's important because as we close out, I want to make sure that like parents out there, families out there, parents to be, um, we encourage and admonish you to have more conversations about self discovery. Yeah. Um, admonish you to have more conversations um, about your children learning who they are Um, and don't shy away from it. Don't run away from it. Um, Tell them the truth before the world Mm. gives it to them. Yeah. Because if you wait till the world gets it to them, they're going to be upset and resent you for not telling them the truth about what's going on. Absolutely, man. But as we continue to, you know, give them these hard to swallow pills um, and not shy away from these conversations and give them as much information and truth as we possibly can, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to keep the scales balanced and continue to create joy. They're still young people. Absolutely. (laughs) So like like we mentioned earlier, like, you know, we're going to talk about it. We're going to tell you the truth if you have questions and if situations arise and if you read a book about it or, you know, if you see something on the TV about it. But at the same time, we're not going to allow that to, um, like, diminish the celebration mm. of, you know, just the beauty of our culture and, and, and the beauty of our identity, the beauty mm. of who we are as black people. You know what I mean? So... Find a healthy balance. Like it ain't easy. Find yeah. a healthy balance because it's hard to find joy when you know when you know that this is going on outside of the world. So we can celebrate all the blackness we want inside our house, but when they know they have to go into a world that doesn't celebrate them the same way, mm. or that may not always celebrate them the same way, it, it it's hard because it's like you don't want them to feel like they're living a lie. You know what I mean? Right, but you right. also. It's tough. <laughs> but I think that's why I'm, I'm going to just say this last thing. I think that's why it's important. It's almost like if you look at it like a bank, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I'll put this. If, if, if I go outside and I, I have $20 in my account, right? And I come across a bunch of things that I want to buy and I keep buying and I keep buying. Eventually, my account's going to go into negative. Mm-hmm. I'm going to exhaust all that I have. But if I go outside and there's a million dollars in my account um, and I see a couple things that I want that are expensive, yeah, it takes something from my bank. Mm-hmm. But because I left with so much, there's still something left in the account. Mm. That makes sense? Yeah. So, like, I still think, granted, they could run into something in the world that kind of shows them that, like, they don't society or education or other institutions may not value them the same. Yeah. But if they have something in the bank, yeah. it's not, it's, it's going to be tolling. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, it's not going to, it's not going to take all they got because true. Yeah. so much has been deposited in them that you can take something from me, but you're not going to yeah. deplete me. That's a, a word, word right there. You yeah. could take something from me, yeah. but you're not going to deplete yeah. me. They're bouncing so back they, game. Yeah, is going like I've crazy. been, I've been hit. I've had major debits from my race pride account. Yeah, bad encounters with police, 
unjust encounters with police, unjust in, um, situations taking place in, in, in certain workplaces, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like I've had major debits, major hits and mm-hmm. deductions from my race pride account, but because my grandmother mm-hmm. who literally changed her name from a slave name to an actual name. Most people that know me know that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That I have like a second last name technically, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, like my, my, who taught that to my father, who, who, you know, who lived it through that pride. He's big on Kente cloth and African pride, understanding the black community that trickled down to me. So mm-hmm. when I did have bad encounters with, with, you know, racial injustice, mm-hmm. It led to, you know what? It, it was a hit. Yeah. But you're not going to take it all from me. And I'm going to keep fighting and I'm still going to keep pushing for the next generation. That's so it. we keep depositing into our children, into our babies, our godchildren, grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Let them see good representation of themselves. Balance how much they're ingesting of, of, of just whitewashed culture and white heroes and, and start to highlight and uplift the voices of black curators, black artists, um, and, 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 Black educators uh, and things like that into their lives, yeah. and you gonna fill that bank up. So even when they take hits in the world, they'll never be depleted, and they'll never be defeated. Ay ay ay! Thank you, Lord. You are getting to this, this or that. It's about let's that pivot. Time. Let's pivot. I know this was a serious one, so yeah. let's let's end on a high note. Let's, let's end on it. a high note. Let's Glory do to it. God. Let's do this. I right. this or that. Here we go. I'm gonna start this one off. Why wow, you trying to leave me with the bad ones? Nah, I'm just. Right. I'm gonna just start it off where you started last episode, kid. All right, here we go. Would you rather forget who I am every morning, or have me have the ability to read your mind at will? So have your spouse have the ability to read your mind at will, or you forget who your spouse is every morning? Oh. Wow. Yeah, I, man. Wow. Uh, I, okay, yeah. Why my mouth is so loud? Still. All right, ready? Oh, I'd rather you read my mind. I rather you want to forget who I am? I don't. I really don't. These are terrible Defend choices. Defend yourself. The mind is... <laughs> A terrible thing to waste. Yes. No. <laughs> it is the only thing that's left in this world where someone has privacy. Our phones have access to everything. They know the microphones are attached to our conversations. We agree through these terms and policies to have our cameras access, our, our, our microphone access, our data access, our Google search access, social media, we're exposed to the world. Then you come home and you live with somebody who gets the most intimate parts of you. Mm-hmm. But the mind is the only sacred place left. Mm, that's wow. It's, it's, I- it's Jeez. the only thing left before it comes to, once it comes through your mouth, it's no longer. Mm-hmm. I think I heard somebody say this or, um, or writer say this. Once it comes through your mouth, it's no longer I sacred. It, I think it's an India Ivory song. Right? Maybe. I don't know. I think I heard it in like a speech or a sermon or something. But once it comes through your mouth, might have been TD Jakes. I don't know. Once it comes through your mouth, it's no longer sacred. 
But as long as it's in the mind, it's still yours. And that's the only thing that people have left. And it's like, maybe we just create new memories every day when I try to remember and recall who you are. (laughs) I think like, I love, wow, you defended that very well. Um, For me, I I feel like I don't really, I don't have anything to hide. You know what I mean? Mm, so unless I'm trying right. to surprise you with like a Ooh, a yeah. birthday or a Christmas gift, which but you're doing it at will, reading my mind at will. So if gotcha. you don't want to, like you know I'm your birthday's coming up and I'm thinking about it, you might, you know, mm, su- suppress that power. Um but yeah. then also like the older we get, the more memories we we have. So needing mm. to remind me of who you are every day is gonna be so oh, totally broke my heart that I chose what I chose. No, no, like you're that right, makes a though. ton of sense. But it's like God willing, if we live to be 80 years old and yeah. I wake up and like in the movie with Drew Barrymore, I think it's called 50 First Dates or something, um, where Adam Sandler, I believe, was her husband. And he had to play like a videotape for her every morning, you know, of certain highlights of their yeah, life. Yeah, but it's like you gotta do what the, you gotta do. <laughs> the older we get, like the more... There, I don't know. I don't think I have anything to hide per se. But I, I totally I get it. But like for me, it's just more like it's a little bit of sacred, a little privacy, privacy just a little yeah, bit of myself. Nothing, that's just mine. Left in 2021. I hear you, man. Yeah. It, this is that was a tough one. Yeah. Next one. Would you rather style <laughs> your spouse's hair mm-hmm. every day for the rest of their lives? Like I cut your hair, comb your hair, grow your hair out and comb it or whatever. Or be my stylist or each other's stylist. Like, I pick out all of your clothes. So You pick out all my clothes or you do my hair. Yeah. That's giving you haircuts. That's, uh, uh, you know, everything. We oh, better have the same answer. This is not even close. Yeah, I feel like this is an easy one. <laughs> Yo. Ready? Yeah. Pick my clothes. Yeah, pick bro. my clothes. <laughs> Don't. I mean, no, I think I have you have a way better shot at I, having a good hair dude than I do. Yeah, I agree. I do. Um but then you know also at the same time, it's like, like you can't work no clippers for my the level of Yeah, hair I don't I don't get. trust myself either. Yeah, but I like I can I'll do better to your hair than you can do to mine. That's a fact. I can yeah. comb your hair, I can twist it, I can put it in a ponytail, I can flat iron it, I can do those things. You with the clip, nah, bro. Nah, I can't like corn. You had a Bosky out there that had no no shape up. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be looking like Jay Z out here. I'm be rocking the Jay Z Bosky out dress, and you just gotta like tell me if it's gonna go in a ponytail or wear it out. That's what's gonna happen. All right, last one. one. Kids live with us Mm -hmm. for the rest of our lives. Okay, and be good with money. Like they don't have like any issues with it, but they just live with us forever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. Or they live on their own but be bad with money. Oh. Oh, gosh. Okay. You chose quick. Yes, I, feel I like did. I'm still... This is easy for me. This is very easy for me. You looking at my answer, chill? No, my answer's already on here. I could look at your answers. All right, Let's ready? Go. Yes. Live okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'd rather... Yeah. We just get a house where we can, you know... Separated, everyone has their own space, and man, bump that. It ain't just that. I don't care about none of that. 
What you care I can't about? deal with no kids to be bad with money and needing money from me all the time. That's true. Because like, then it's going to... Right. Like, now I'm paying two rents. Dad, I ain't got rent. This one. Come on. So stop playing with me. <laughs> I ain't bad. dealing with it. Nah. Or that's that, or I'm just scared. Money make you do some wild things. And I, you know, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just nervous that if they're bad with I don't want to think about what my daughters would. <laughs> they're like, Leah, let's sacrifice cut this short. Their, ah, let's cut it short. They'll <laughs> sacrifice their morale for like just to for get rent. a for the little dollar, and I can't have them put oh a dollar God. in it. No, my babies, stop. Let's put a dollar. Thank in y'all it. for tuning in again. Put a dollar in it. Oh my God. Put a dollar in it. Okay. You're not gonna stop. Yeah, those won't be my babies. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the parents with kids strippers. No. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Listen, sometimes you can't control what your kids do. You you just, just pray that of. Proverbs 22 and 6 comes to life and that you raise them in the way they should go when they grow older. They will not depart. They will depart. Eventually, they going to come back to it. But shout oh, outs to man. the scrippers. Not the scrippers. The parents who okay, have to support let's just, This is getting real, real sloppy. I don't like this. We love y'all. <laughs> we out, baby. Wait, 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 oh, wait, wait. Thank y'all for tuning in to our episode on identity. Head to freetosoulsclothing.com and get our identity. Oh, yeah, wordplay is <laughs> yeah. nasty. It says, for the, if you can't see it, it says, hello, I am free. It's so, like yeah. a name tag. It's fire, though. That's Genuine fire. leather patch. You know what I'm saying? It's black tech out. Yeah. We love y'all. You know, freetosoulsclothing.com. Um, and we'll see y'all next time. We out. Peace. Gang, gang.